Hi, I'm Sam Ramini. I'm an associate fellow at the Royal United Services Institute and a tutor of politics at the University of Oxford, and I'm writing a book called Putin's War in Ukraine. Hi, I'm Natia Sofia. I'm also an associate fellow at RUSI, and I'm also a director of the Regional Institute for Security Studies, which is a newly established think tank in Georgia, in Tbilisi. Excellent. So uh, we want to start today by discussing, like, how did we get to this point? Like, what do you think uh, was the reason why Vladimir Putin made the decision to invade Ukraine in such a sweeping manner? Well, I think uh, at this point it is clear that uh, Russia's claims about the so-called security threat coming from NATO is is uh, is not really the main goal. That why Russia pursued a military aggression in Ukraine. I think Russia is mainly concerned about uh, about Ukraine, Georgia, and. Uh, countries that want to uh, to um, build dem democratic institutions uh, to cause major threats for Russia in a sense that uh, Russia doesn't want to see uh, success stories around it. And uh, we have seen that in 2008, Georgia has been invaded. In 2014, Russia um, launched a military assault on Ukraine and the next Crimea. And now we see a full-scale war in Ukraine. So there is a pattern there. And I think that um, if Russia is not stopped in Ukraine right now. Um, I don't feel like Russia will be, I feel like Russia will pursue more ambitious goals. I would probably agree with that. I think that the NATO expansion issues and the security guarantees issues are mostly uh, pretexts and mostly uh, stalling tactics in a lot of ways. But yeah, the work that I'm doing and the book that I'm focusing on really focuses on the changes that have occurred inside Russia, particularly with regards to changes in the Russian identity. I think that, for example, this push for regime change in Ukraine, undoing the impact of the Euromaidan revolution, reflects mm -hmm. Putin's uh, broader desire to unite the Russian people around a counter-revolutionary identity instead of counter-revolutionary principles. So in, in essence, the starting point for what we see today is definitely Georgia and, and Ukraine, but maybe even taking it back even further to look at the 2004 Orange Revolution and the responses to the color revolutions and the escalation over here. It's also inextricably linked to the... Uh, authoritarian and now totalitarian consolidation that we're seeing inside Russia. Definitely. Which takes us to the next point. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you, do you, think, do you think that uh, Putin has managed to unite Russian people when it comes to war in Ukraine so far? Well, I think that uh, Vladimir Putin has done a very good job with this. Obviously, when you're looking at uh, B2SAM surveys and even to some extent Levada Center surveys, it's hard to uh, gauge exactly how much uh, support there is. So. It seems as if the majority of Russians do back it. There is, a, as time goes on, however, there, at least from the latest Levada Center surveys, there seems to be growing, at least if, if not apathy or not much of a desire to escalate into a general mobilization. So the war is supported, but there's a limit, an upper limit that's very clear on how much the Russian people are willing to sacrifice in support of it. But the narratives about this being a proxy war with NATO, NATO being the aggressor, uh, about the uh, economic sanctions constituting a total economic war against Russia, as well as the narratives about uh, denazification and about uh, Ukrainian nationalism posing a threat to Russian security, which have been repeated uh, ad infinitum for over eight years, have led to a lot of support for it. So I think that the support for the war is stable, but also has an upper limit, and that constrains Putin's freedom of action, especially in the mobilization sphere. 
definitely um, I would agree with that. And also uh, taking the repressions into the consideration, I think it is very hard to actually measure uh, what kind of support, uh, what, what kind of sentiments are in Russia right now. But at the same time, we see that um, there, there is no indication that there will be any change uh, coming from the society, unfortunately, inside Russia. So um, the general feeling is that the public is still supporting uh, this uh, war in Ukraine. Given how intense the propaganda is uh, inside Russia, I think uh, there is a there there is definitely um, a pattern there to uh, somehow justify the uh, the uh, underperformance of Russian army in, in Ukraine. So that's why it is it will be hard uh, for Russian people to see the real picture. Absolutely, I agree with that. Even the underperformance of the Russian military is tied to the fact that they're fighting a more powerful adversary, NATO. Effectively, they're making this into a David versus Goliath struggle. And also, they're trying to spread the conspiracy that they don't want to have a genocide. They don't want to get wipe out civilians. And they're trying to effectively fighting with one hand tied behind their back. Which, of course, when you look at Bucha and you look at what they've done in Mariupol and now in Luhansk, it seems preposterous. But to the Russian public, sadly, that misinformation is uh, quite believable. Definitely. And uh, these claims of genocide have been used even before in 2014, for example, and in, in during the war in Georgia as well, because Russians have been consistently justifying their actions by the so-called genocide claim, the so-called humiliation of the local population in Georgia, then in Ukraine in 2014. So um, there is a pattern that the general feeling is that the population supports these kind of claims. Definitely, yeah, and also, you know, the going back to 2014, some of the events uh, against the anti-Madan protesters, those have been tied as the starting point of this new kind of genocide. So, yeah, the genocide rhetoric is definitely here to stay, and it's well well entrenched, and I think Putin's internal stability is going to be there. I think he's more to fear from the hardliners pushing him towards a more further aggression than from the liberals. So, in general, it's a pretty pessimistic outlook, just to wrap up. Definitely.